We also gang chick. Welcome back to the Never Made Varsity <laughs> Podcast. We're <laughs> <laughs> coming in hot and heavy. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Sorry, I'll put my white voice on. <laughs> Hello, friends uh, and fans, and welcome back to the... Uh, Never Made Varsity uh, podcast. We're on <laughs> My name is David Rivera. And you can find me on your social medias at D underscore River underscore O. Salutations. It's your boy. You can find me on the Twitters at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. <laughs> and I'm Colby. <laughs> <laughs> That was me saying I'm Aaron via cough. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> your accent. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. The end. <laughs> um, rate the podcast, review the podcast. How was y'all's week? It was good. I finished I had... my finals. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's more important. I had two concerts. I'm done. I'm done until after break. I'm exhausted. I cannot wait to be on Christmas break. I tutored someone in math today. That was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, we, um, someone at my church, uh, approached me about tutoring one. First, she said calculus. And I was like, okay, I, I think I can do that. So. At work on Friday, I was, like, doing... She's having trouble with um, anti-differentiation, so I was just doing integrals at work at my desk, like, practice problems <laughs> from Google. Do we have a whoosh sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> and then, remember when I was a math major? Um, And then she texts me saying that the girl who needed help with calculus wasn't coming, but there are some people that needed help with, like, the math that comes before that. So then at work, I was practicing factoring because uh, I haven't done that in a very long time. And then when I got to the church today, I was, we switched to those people, like all the high schoolers weren't there because they, all the stuff that they were planning on doing last weekend got pushed to this weekend. So none of them could make it. Um, so I was doing eighth grade geometry. I was working on finding some angles in and outside of some triangles. Oh, Teaching the youth that. that they got to find their angles. I thought I would never use that again, yeah, and then I have to bad. take physics class, and it was all really useful. It was good, and then I taught them a proof on how to um, how we know that odd numbers are odd. It was great. It was a good time. I could be a math teacher. Y'all got any openings, David? Um, I know we have a social studies opening. I don't think we have a math opening. They're similar enough. He could do either one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Math and social studies, you know. Tomato, I tomato. Myself. I pulled, like, a little proof just out of my booty just to help her understand <laughs> something. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I've never heard it phrased quite like that, Colby. Well, there you go. First time for everything, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matt, how was your week? 
It was a little chaotic um, due to the snowy snow. We had a lot of cancellations, so it's a lot more of a process trying to get people in to work, but it's over, and I'm ready to talk some sports, because it's been somewhat of a fun week, finally. Yeah, shall we jump into it? Let's do it. So, let's start with UNC basketball. I was not able to watch the game live. I was working, because my school had a a game that tipped off at seven so like i there was no way i could watch it live well there was a way but we'll get into that later <laughs> i also did not um, watch the game because i was at my grandpa's 86th birthday dinner or 85th sorry that's don't adorable him, don't want to make him seem older than he is uh, doesn't look a day over 25 happy birthday grandpa even though it was yesterday <laughs> i also could not watch the game because i was at a graduation dinner for a very close family friend but I was keeping up and sweating on ESPN, the, the uh, ESPN app, um, just watching the live stat update. Um, and then I watched the replay as soon as I got home. Yeah, I watched the replay. But Mav, you're the one that watched it live with all the stress. So yeah. I'll let you go and talk about how that experience was. Well, first of all, I was at a family holiday party and they wouldn't turn the game on because everybody wanted to watch Miracle on 34th Street. So me and my mom dipped out and went back home to watch. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> so it went much better than expected. Um, the heels kind of started out slow and then just really picked it up and played really well offensively. Overall, just going over the start off, we beat Gonzaga 103 to 90. We got biscuits. We got the we biscuits, got biscuits were secured. On Gonzaga. I'm about to, cause they have not given up a hundred points since 2007 to, Virginia, of all teams. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. When did Tony Bennett get there? That's a great question. So, I believe like 2010. Um, I'm looking. Go ahead and mark your bingo sheets for hearing typing in the background of a podcast. Anthony Dominic um, Vendetto, <laughs> known professionally as Tony Bennett, is an American singer of traditional pop standards. I don't think I looked up the right Tony Bennett. I, I don't think you did either. Uh, Anthony Guy Bennett. Has oh, yeah, been here we go. Since 2009. The next sentence of that Wikipedia article is very not biased at all. He is considered the best defensive coach in college basketball and one who won't break NCAA rules. <laughs> what is the citation? What is this citation? The citation is from CBSSports.com in an article entitled, Candid Coaches, Who Are the High Major Coaches Who Don't Break NCAA Rules? Access February 25th, 2018. <laughs> Breaking news, none of them. <laughs> None of them don't break the rules. I guarantee you. <laughs> Do you know how many like minor level NCAA infractions happen? A lot. So many. So many. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk, y'all. <laughs> you want to talk about the actual game? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we won. So, yeah, um, I mean, the two, I think, really big points of the game, uh, Cam Johnson, 
Cam freaking Johnson. Had 25 points. Big. Six of eight from three-point arc, including a really nasty one from Boone as shot clock was expiring. I really need his nickname to be Big Johnson Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it started. Get that trend going. Start the hashtags. Warm up the warm up the Twitterverse. <laughs> and then the best I, thing about um, Carolina's basketball court is because we have like a map of North Carolina on the court. You can say that they're sitting, shooting from different cities. It's great. Yes. Uh, per, I, one of the big standouts too was Seventh Woods. Um, he had a pretty fantastic game. I believe he had a career high in points. Um, he had 14 points, four rebounds, one assist. He was six from nine in the field. Just looked fantastic. I mean, two for two from the three point much line. Like, uh, yeah, he's very much looking like the seventh woods that we've been looking for all along. So it's great to see this. This one, two punch of Kobe white and seventh woods is going to be deadly, especially if Kobe ends up staying another year. Um, this is going to be quite a tandem for the next year, uh, potentially two years. if Cole ends up going to UNC, like, we have the best guard tandem in the country, I think. And third of note, my boy, Luke May, scored his 1,000th point in Carolina basketball. I believe it's the 76th Carolina basketball player to reach the 1,000-point mark. 77. 77 for him. Yeah. Um, Luke had another one of those games where I did not see where 20 points came from from that, but that's just kind of what he does. A quiet 20 and 17. <laughs> yeah. Um, the defensive effort was there, which made up for a so many turnovers. It's crazy to think that we put up 103 points when we averaged a turnover one in four possessions. Yeah. More than that. <laughs> More than one in four times. So, but I think you talked about it last night, too, when we were kind of giving initial thoughts, is that we can't really rely on this kind of a short in- a scoring output every single game. Um, first off, we played at home. The crowd was on fire. I could hear them through the TV. Um, it was absolutely rocking and dumb. I, I wish I could have been there. And so that, I think, easily propelled the heels back. Also, it looked like we've been off for nine game, for nine days. Um, so we've been relaxed, rested up. I think Roy was able to gather the team, sort of reinstitute and redevote everybody to defense, uh, just making everybody feel refreshed. It's like we don't even need to play great defense. We just need to play decent defense because then it fuels our offense. Like, if we play decent defense and make them miss some shots, then that fuels our transition, which is the basis of our whole offense. Yeah, and the thing about that game is if you only turn the ball over 10 times, like, we're putting 120 on Gonzaga. Yeah. I saw that somewhere else. Like, if we would have just kept the ball security better, we could have ran them out the building even more than we already did. I mean, the other big things of note – Dominated, I mean, dominated the boards thirty nine mm-hmm. to twenty, and zero then, zero second chance points for Gonzaga, yes. twenty seven for us. I mean, that's, that's that makes up that insane. makes up for, that makes up for the whole turnover battle. There's twenty seven points right there. That's extra possessions. And even without Killian Tilly, Gonzaga has a very strong front court. Rui led by, by Rui Ar- Like, and 
we still out rebounded them by that kind of a margin. So, I mean, credit to the front court. Garrison Brooks had a decent game. Sterling Manley um, is looking better and better. Um, so it's good to see them finally produce. Someone said someone from Duke was like, "Congrats on beating Gonzaga." Can't wait to say Luke may try and guard Zion Williamson. And I was like, I don't think Luke may is going to be the one to guard Zion Williamson, but you go off this <laughs> because we have Nasir, uh, Zion stopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already been proven once. Did anyone remind him that Duke lost to Gonzaga? Nope. But either way, great win for us. Um, so now we're double champions. It was a double or nothing for the national championship, so now we're double national champions. Did y'all, did y'all see that the? It is. Did y'all see that the student section started chanting just like last time? At, no. At the I end did of the not game. See that. Someone tweeted it, and I was like, "That's gold." And it's great because they still have people that were on that team. They do. Josh yeah. Perkins and Rui were on that team, were they not? Uh, I'm not sure if Rui was. Killian Tilly was. Killian um, Tilly was. Also, Josh, Josh Perkin was, was. Yes. So, another big thing to note <laughs> at nat, at halftime, uh, Matt Brown was uh, uh, introduced, wearing sweatpants, unquote, as the brand new head coach, and also like two or three buttons unbuttoned on his on his shirt. He was feeling loose. <coughs> I mean, he was. I guess he was macking a little bit. And, of course, they brought him out to Return of the Mac. They brought a bunch of football players uh, for a big recruiting push. And we got and we two got more, two more today. today, right? Yeah, so it works. <coughs> football players love basketball, too. Yep, yep. Um, what else in that game? Like I said, I watched a replay, and I was a little distracted while I was watching it. But, I mean, we look good. I don't know what else to say besides we look good. It helps when you get, you know, if we can get 15 to 20 from Luke and Cam and get, like, 10 to 15 from Kobe, I think we can beat any team because I think everything else kind of falls into place. Kenny is good enough defensively, I think, and he he's actually a good passer, so he's good at, you know, dishing out assists but if we can get cam and luke to score like they should then i think everything else falls into place also cam had a really nice dunk he did he was all over the place in a good way so i mean every as roy always says everything is better when the ball goes in the basket um so I mentioned it a little bit earlier, so I wasn't able to watch a lot of the game live, but uh, after halftimes of High Points games, I'm able to go down to the hospitality tent. So (laughs) I went down to the hospitality tent. They have some TVs down there, so I stayed down there for a a good (laughs) while watching what I could (laughs) of the the Carolina game. so that's how I was able to watch the little bit that I got to see live before the replay. And it was on ESPNU this morning, so I watched it again again this morning when I woke up. I was pleased. It, it, I mean, it just went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Um, so, I mean, Gonzaga's slipping a little bit. 
I think we're finally catching a nice groove. Um, we'll need that going into the next game because we play Kentucky next, correct? Is it Kentucky next, or do we not have somebody else next? I'm pretty for, sure it's Kentucky, Kentucky next. Okay. I can look it up from there. So, I mean, we'll need that. Um, a lot of teams are kind of slipping around. Villanova's lost two in a row now, too. Villanova kind of uh, sucks. Uh, just lost to Kansas. Yeah, yeah our next I mean, game I mean, is I guess against... It's a rebuilding year for them. Our next game is against Kentucky on Saturday. Wow, so we get another week off. Wow. And then Davidson, mm-hmm. and then another week later. Is... Yeah. Against who? Davidson. Davidson. I'll That's not there. an easy one either. I'm going to try to go to the Davidson game. I mean, some other things. Uh, team to look out for, Tennessee. Yeah, good Lord, Tennessee. Tennessee beat <laughs> Gonzaga before they played us. Um, and Admiral Schofield just looks like an absolute monster. He's just playing out of his mind. And they look like a very solid team this year. They have a nice front court. They are scoring. I mean, Rick Barnes, uh, he's definitely got that team firing on all cylinders. So between, I think there's like six to eight contenders this year. I think, I still think Gonzaga is one of them. I think Kansas. So hold on, let me think. Kansas, Duke, Tennessee, us, Gonzaga. Um, I haven't actually watched Nevada play or Nevada, whatever you want to say. But are <laughs> yeah. they still in the top ten? Yeah. I think <laughs> I haven't been able yeah. to watch them play, but everyone's super hyped about them this year. Um, Auburn's in the top ten. I I don't know about Auburn. So is Michigan State and Florida State. Michigan is the other one. Michigan and I think Florida State. I've watched them a couple of times, and I think they could do some damage. Michigan, I think <laughs> people were saying Michigan was so hyped that we beat Gonzaga because they said that that makes their win look even better against us. So perhaps. Um, according to Kim Palm, we're still we're sitting at number four. Gonzaga sitting at seven for Kim Palm. As of Tuesday, Duke is still favorite to win it all, eight to five. Gonzaga is seven to one. <coughs> Virginia and Michigan are eight to one. Kansas is ten to one. Nevada is twelve to one. Us, Kentucky, and Tennessee are all fourteen to one. I I won't buy Nevada. Um, Nevada for a while. We will see. Yeah. I still, I think Michigan would slap a lot of teams in the top ten. Include, I mean, they already slapped us, but uh, even the top five. I think Michigan's the real deal this year. The Tortilla Factory <laughs> is number eleven in the AP poll and number ten in Kimpom. Hey, there, remember when Ohio State was number one in the AP? You remember when? Can't explain it. You remember when Ohio State was number one in the net rankings for all the day, <laughs> for a whole day. <laughs> but for that day, Andrew said that the net poll was the best ranking in history. <laughs> and then, um, my dude from Five Thirty Eight said it was the worst ranking system he's ever seen in his entire life. <laughs> We're number eleven in net. Virginia's number one. 
Michigan 2, Duke 3, Texas Tech 4, and Kansas 5. I just don't understand it. I s- Virginia just... ever Since last year, I just can't take them seriously. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Anyway. Anything else college basketball-wise? Kansas beat Nova. I don't... <coughs> Syracuse doesn't look good. <laughs> Again. They just lost to... Shoot. Uh, Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Old Dominion's had a year. They beat Virginia Tech in football, and now they've beaten Syracuse in basketball. Yeah. there's we're, College basketball's looking a little rough. This Like, the powerhouses are looking a little... Like, the, the big power five is looking a little rough this year. Yeah, no one's good. Those are the that years that we're. Year, <laughs> those are the years that we <laughs> that we can win, though. Is when nobody's yeah. good. I said that last year. So, and then it was the worst tournament I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad tournament um, compared to the year before. It's like a. Uh, I mean, when you win the national championship before, no other tournament looks good. <laughs> well, even other than that, like there were just so many good. Not even good, great games that whole tournament that weren't just UNC games. Yeah, there's that, what was it, Florida and Wisconsin or Florida and um, whoever where they just yeah, kept trading yeah, buzzer beaters. And Chioda hit the uh, the game winner for that. I mean, Luke hit the game winner against Kentucky. Um, was that the year SFU beat um, the Lumberjack? The Lumberjacks beat somebody. And also, was that the year that Northwestern started making their run? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. And that's right, right, because they lost to Gonzaga. <laughs> and they were super annoying. Because <laughs> everybody just... at ESPN is a, an, an alum of Northwestern. <laughs> I, to- I told that to one of my friends today, uh, the other day, because they went to Northwestern, and they were like, yeah, we went to the tournament a couple years ago. It was great. And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking about how, like, so many great journalists come from Northwestern. I was like, and apparently everyone from ESPN. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, Audible? Switcheroo. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners who've never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Our recommendation for this week is Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Soyce. You can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. Dr. Who? Download your free audiobook today, Dr. Soyce. Go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. That's how you're supposed to say it. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. We've all been saying Dr. Soyce's name wrong. Wow. Like soy sauce? Miss Dr. Soyce? Dr. Soyce. Look it up. Oh, Trevor Reed's a trade. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Mav, you know more about it than I do. Well, we just had kind of some craziness in the NBA. It's just funny when everything goes to crap. It's kind of like when the Browns failed to make a trade at the deadline because they forgot to file paperwork. Um, So it's been long known that the Suns have been trying to trade Trevor Ariza. Um, um, 
Woj came out and said it looks like the Wizards were going to be a, a favor, and um, I believe Memphis was trying to emerge as a third party, and they tentatively agreed on a deal that was going to send Trevor Ariza to the Wizards, that was going to send Kelly Oubre and uh, Austin Rivers to Suns. Um, I forgot who Memphis was going to get, but there was some weird thing where it was like the tr- the kickers, which was like the blue steel guys for each team. They kind of had a disagreement on who they wanted, and that's what broke the entire trade. And so it was just kind of funny watching Woj report on that. It was kind of frantic, and it sent NBA Twitter into a frenzy. Kind of frantic is an understatement. People were having a meltdown because they were like, really? Because what happened was they thought that they were getting M. Brooks. Like, I can't remember his first name. Marshawn. Marshawn Brooks and they were like oh okay we're getting Brooks and then they thought that they were actually getting Dylan Brooks who's a younger guy and not a vet and more of like a piece that can build you can build with and so there was just a (laughs) bit of a disagreement (laughs) there okay I figured out why I missed this whole story I haven't been on Twitter all week and here's why David turn on your camera for this okay hold Um, on I got it so, I told y'all how I cracked my phone, like, on my birthday, right? No. No. Well, I cracked my phone back in August. Um, it's been fine. I've just been living with it because I have Apple Care. I'm just too lazy to go get it fixed. And I dropped my phone, like, six inches at work, and that happened. So, I'm showing y'all <coughs> now. Ooh. Yeah. It's got, like, black spots, and, like, it's the top part of the screen is ghosting on the bottom part of the screen, which is why I told y'all to contact me on GroupMe because it's super annoying to text from my phone right now. Um, Interesting. But I haven't been on Twitter like the whole ha- back half of the week on my phone, so I missed a lot of stuff, apparently. Interesting. Like, apparently people were arguing whether Kawhi is better than um, Scotty Pippen. That was brought to my attention today. Wait, what happened? People were talking about whether um, Kawhi is better than Scotty. Oh, Pippen. oh, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kyle Everyone was, was like, about that "Someone one. was like, is this a joke?" Kawhi all day. I was like, "Bro, come on." <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a funny story though about Riza. Sorry, I derailed all of that. <laughs> Um, also, I have a poem for everybody. <laughs> Read me your poem. It, from uh, Alexander Liang um, via the Huffington Post. You're wrong as the deuce, and you shouldn't rejoice. If you're calling him Seuss, he pronounces it Soyce. I actually looked up an article about it. And... So... <coughs> It's based off of his mother's maiden name and his middle name, which is Zoyce. But, so if you're pronouncing his full name, you would say Theodore Zoyce Giesel. However, if you're referring to the author of Books for Children, you pronounce it Dr. Seuss. And that is the pronunciation he accepted for his pen name. 
His mama called him Soy, so I'm going to call him Soy. His mom called, <laughs> him, his, his mom called him Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> Soy, get your butt over here. <laughs> so, shall we talk NFL? Sure. Do I have to? Well, the Panthers haven't played yet, so. I know, but... and it's it's the only thing keeping me alive right now. <laughs> Uh, the Titans had a little dance at the end of their game. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> Remember the Titans. We shut out the Giants 17 nothing, and I was ecstatic. Couldn't have played a better game. Uh, Derrick Henry once again had over 100 yards rushing. And, yes, we did the Remember the Titans dance, and it was classic. <laughs> so, we have to win out, and the uh, either the Chargers or the Ravens have to lose for us to even have a chance. But we did guarantee ourselves to be 500 this year, so I'll take it. Low expectations. I like it. We can be 10 and 6 or 8 and 8, but I'll take either one. The Browns beat the Broncos yesterday. Yeah. <coughs> that was a little bit of an ugly win, but a win to win, and we are still playoff eligible, which is all that matters. You're not making the playoffs. We can make the playoffs. As long as we beat Baltimore, as long as Baltimore, wait, as long as Baltimore loses out, Tennessee and Indianapolis both lose next week and tie against each other in week 17, and we win out. (laughs) And as long as Miami loses once in the next two weeks. And if Mercury is in Powerade, and if... <laughs> and, then, and then we make the playoffs. It's going to happen. <laughs> the Browns are not making the playoffs. Bet. Uh, okay. Uh, $15 the Browns won't make the playoffs. I'm not betting $15. Oh, we betting That's betting a lot time. of money. I'm just betting. <laughs> I guess you're just not confident in your Browns. No, I'm confident. I don't want Colby to lose money. Oh, that's why. That's such a bullcrap excuse. I just don't want him to lose his money. I don't want to take my friend's money. Mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to take yours. (laughs) Anything else happening in the Also... Not mad, just disappointed that you didn't end up wearing your brown paper bag <coughs> all those years ago. Well, by the time we'd gone 0-16, the marching season was over. Right, so you just waited it out. You stalled it out until you couldn't do it anymore. No, I didn't stall it out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you thought you I had forgotten. No, I, I did not think you'd forgotten. I think Evan's forgotten about Band Slap that, thankfully. Band camp? I'll, I'll wear it for the blackout. Ben, <laughs> turn your lights on and <laughs> the drum major's wearing a. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four. Who is that guy? I don't know. <laughs> no, the lights will be off, so it won't matter if they if they can't see who I am. The lights will be off and off. The lights off and it looks like the Gargoyle King is conducting the band. <laughs> but what uh, happens when they start doing hand. cadence? Uh, unimportant. Unimportant. <laughs> oh, man. Matt, how much time are we at right now? What do we got? 
We at 32? Yeah. Oh, we can do content now. Okay. Well, I need to take a quick break because I need to go go somewhere for like two seconds. Can we split this up into two episodes? I mean, we can Or can do, we pause we can it? Take... Or can we pause Let's it and then we continue? Can, we can just stall yeah, with you gone. Uh, how, well, how long like is you it? Like, it's going to be a while. Okay, we... <laughs> Because I just, need to go pick somebody up and then come back. Okay, let's just pause, and then we could restart, and I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay, and we'll resync. <laughs> we'll resync. Okay. Get, so do not get rid of your audio. Yeah. So pause. So hit, I'm gonna pause, hit pause. Do stop. not do not export. Just hit stop. Wait, wait. So wait, wait. Is there a pause button on GarageBand or is it only stop? Uh, just hit stop. Hit hit space. Recording. Recording. All right. One, two, three. Good job. And we're back. And we back. <laughs> Tag. Let's talk about some pop culture, starting with the man who needs better friends. Yo, Offset. Who? I just want to know. Who told you that looking corny? Was the way to get like anybody back in your life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty corny, but it's it's been working for me so far. I feel like he doesn't rock with that same aesthetic. <laughs> I I don't think a member of the Migos is going for the corny aesthetic. <laughs> David, do you want to tell tell the people what what Mister Set has been up to? Sure. So. As any uh, cultured person would know, Cardi B and that Offset are no unintended. longer. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh. Um, but yeah, so Cardi B and Offset are no longer currently together. They're separated. They're not quite divorced yet. But what happened was that Offset was putting his thing in other people. And so... <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. And so... And so they're they're not a really a thing anymore, and I think the baby is with Cardi. Culture with a K for all you people is with Cardi. I think. Okay, so Offset did his thing. They're not living together anymore, but now he's on this like national tour to look corny as possible, and like begging her to come back and like take him back, and other rappers who are also corny like the game and 21 Savage who are just like women aficionados, apparently wink, wink, nudge, nudge, not really. Cause they suck. Okay. Uh, are giving him great relationship advice and telling him that he needs to just beg as much as possible. <laughs> and not only that, but like put the blame on her because she's making her a cold hearted woman for not taking the serial cheater back to her <laughs> back, you know, yeah, that's all. That's all. Cardi's fault, you know. Now Offset, he's a guy who 808s and heartbreak is his favorite Kanye. Album. That's what's <laughs> happening be. right now. That oh, is dear. exactly what's happening. <laughs> and so, not only was he going on this national corny tour, he showed up at Rolling Loud, unbeknownst to to Cardi B, who was the first female headliner. Which is a rap festival. Yes, for those that do not know. Cardi B was the first female headliner for Rolling Loud ever. And also, Rolling Loud is also corny as hell because they were participating in this and they knew this. So they rolled out in the middle of Cardi's set 
with signs that said, take me back, Cardi, or like take Offset back, Cardi, or something. Offset comes on stage begging Cardi to come back to him on stage in the middle of her set, and she was not having it. It's just on a, like, disrespectful on a new level. Not only from Offset, but, like, all the losers that were involved in this whole (laughs) planning process. And then Rolling Loud has the audacity to post a picture that says, y'all won, with a picture of, like, which is, for those that don't know, Offset posted an Instagram caption that said, y'all won, or, like, a comment or something after they had broken up. Because apparently it's everyone else's fault that he cheated. <laughs> also, so. I didn't know if it was like a like a more fake newsy <laughs> part, but apparently the woman that he cheated with was quoted to say that she wasn't aware of how serious their marriage was. Yeah, I I'm, I think that's true. I I think that's <laughs> it would not surprise me in but one. But that's marriage. Hey, I I do not judge what people choose to do within the bounds of their relationship. But from what it from what it seems and from what Cardi was talking about on Be Careful, that's not how she rolls. Nah. <laughs> um, Be so... careful with Cardi. <laughs> yeah. He's not so. being very careful right now. No, he's not. He just I, one, who let him do this? Two, <laughs> what kind of cake was it? Three, how long did it take him to choose which cake? He was about to wheel onto stage here. I almost said something that required a quack, but I'm gonna not do it because I don't want to. I don't want to have Aaron editing more than he has to. Appreciate um, you. So, can I put on my conspiracy? Yeah. Is go ahead. Is is Cardi in on it? Explain yourself. Why would she be in on it? <laughs> This just seems so public. Like a plummet. And so calculated and so strange. And, like, the number of people that have their hands in this is too many. Like, it, it's weird. It's strange. It's, it's just weird. It's a little weird. Like Kanye West strange or, like, what kind I don't know. <laughs> like uh, Kanye West and Taylor Swift strange. Like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian talking on speakerphone with Taylor Swift strange. Like in Famous? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised, you know? <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it was a weird story to wake up to. <laughs> Just uh, either way, if it is, uh, no matter how you frame it, all of this is just seems corny as hell. Yeah. Like if it is fake or scripted or something, that's corny. If it's not, Offset and all of his little his little trappy friends are corny. <laughs> I've watched too many episodes of Adam Ruins Everything to to take anything at face value anymore. <laughs> um, but David and I saw a movie yesterday. And it was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. We stand Miles Morales. There were so many spider beings in that movie. Um, 
Okay, let's 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 do it this way, David. What about the movie didn't work for you? Would it be wrong of me to say nothing? No, I enjoyed legitimately that entire movie. Like I had, like I like the same way that I was grinning the entire time I watched Infinity War. I was like cheesing the whole time I was watching this movie. <laughs> like I don't know if it was just like the fact that I we finally got Miles Morales. The fact that I really, 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 really like the art style. The fact that I thought it was actually genuinely funny. Like, I thought there were some really genuinely funny moments in there. Or, I don't know. I just genuinely liked the movie to a point where I was like, you know, I I, I didn't really have any issues with it. So, the, the one thing, one this is like my one thing that I would have liked to see more of. One, I, I did. Well, okay, wait, sorry. Hold on. I have one thing that I probably could say that. Okay. okay. I do have one thing. Do you mind if I cut into yeah, it? No. I think that uh, Kingpin probably could have been developed just a little bit more. You think? Okay, Here here's my thing with Kingpin is we have loads of one comics to fall back on with Kingpin and Spider-Man. Two, we now have the Vincent D'Onofrio, um, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin. That's a good point. Um, on Daredevil, where we... Uh, a lot of people who are seeing this movie specifically know Wilson Fisk and Kingpin's backstory. So, we get... a. I, fe- I think we get enough of his backstory here that we, we know why he wants what he wants. That's fair. I personally, my one thing is I would have liked to see w- one more scene with Miles and his dad. I can understand that. Okay. Um, How would you feel about how they, because I've kind of done, I did a little bit of research before I watched this movie, and I think the relationship between Miles and his dad was done differently here than it was in the comics, but I thought it was done really well in the movie. Like oh, I, I thought it was... I thought it was done super well. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was, they changed it for a lot of the better. So the the screenplay is by uh, Phil Lord, and uh, I can't remember the other guy that he always worked with. But um, the Phil Lord worked on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, have you all seen that? I have. I have not. Um. So. Cloudy with a chance of me. He also did the Lego movie um, and 21 Jump Street, which if you've seen like any of those movies, you know, it's like jokes stacked on top of jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes. It's like rapid fire for two hours. Um, And I feel like this script has probably the least amount of jokes of all of those movies that I named, but it's still packed with just funny stuff. Like, there was no shortage of laughter for me, but I do think this is probably one of his more serious screenplays. Um, so what worked for you, David? What is the stuff that really stood out to you? I thought it was a genuinely well-told story and, like, I'm thinking back to, like, other Spider-Man movies, like, 
my I don't know why this is why it goes back to, but like my mind immediately goes back to the Amazing Spider-Man, like with um Andrew Garfield, like those two movies, mm-hmm. since they were just the most recent ones besides Homecoming. I feel like Homecoming is kind of in its own thing, um, but hold on one second. My hold on, my mom is now. Hold on, key key stall for a second. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, as far as like for me in the realm of other spider spider-man movies it's been a while since i've seen the sam raimi spider-man <coughs> movies i haven't revisited them since i was a kid watching them like pretty sure my eighth birthday was going to see spider-man 2 which a lot of people regard as the best spider-man movie but i just haven't seen it very recently um so for me like the best spider-man movie is between this and homecoming and I feel like this movie does everything that Homecoming does well, and then just has like a little bit more um, that you, I loved about it. Would you call it fan servicey or no? If you know the Miles story, I think. Well, I say I only say that because some people associate that with negative, like negativity. They're like, "Oh, it's just fan service." But I thought it was a genuine fan service. Well, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was fan service plus a great, a, a good story, like a well told story. Yeah, this was super true to the Miles Morales story. Yeah, um, I also love how they did his powers. Like he didn't just like start off. Like you know how like when you have superheroes and then they get their powers, they're just like oh, I'm this person, and now I have my powers, and now I automatically know how to be a superhero. It's like, nah, like, he has to learn that crap. Like, he has to, like, grow into it, and I really appreciated that. I like. So, I know nothing about this movie. I know nothing Mm -hmm. about this movie. Is this the third Spider-Man movie? Like, the third set of canon Spider-Man movies? Fourth. Or, or not, canon, when you say canon, that gets weird. It's the 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 fourth Spider-Man property. The fourth set, and they all start from. The fourth set, and they all start from square one. No, the MCU Spider-Man starts after he gets bit. Like we don't see him get bit. We don't see um, Uncle Ben get clapped again. (laughs) Um, It just starts. (laughs) (laughs) Why you why you be like that, Uncle Ben? Um. Yeah, he said <laughs> they made the blicky go yeehaw. On a- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so we pick up on um, with him after he's been a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man for for some time, enough for him to be YouTube famous. Mm-hmm. Um. Other things I liked, you mentioned the art style. I think this is like they took all the good things from like the um the two thousand three Incredible Hulk. Um and all the great things from Scott Pilgrim. And <laughs> that is a great comparison. <laughs> I'm not the one that came up with that. I heard that on Fighting oh, in the War Room this week. That would have um, been a great that you should I was like, you should have put that one on Twitter. Yeah, no, That's a good totally one. Stolen that tape for sure. <laughs> um and put it into this movie. So, um, Dave Gonzalez, Dave with the Seven <coughs> Gonzalez, he is the person that I listen to when I want to learn about like animation and stuff like that. So, the frame rate, from what I understand, 
the frame rate for this movie is slower than the American standard frame rate. Um, is it a third? Is it thirty? Is twenty four. Twenty four. Sorry. Yeah, this is around twelve, and they do some really interesting things, blending three D animation with a two D backdrop some interesting things with shading to make it look like a graphic novel um like it's shading as far as like lighting and stuff like that on the screen there's a video um that we can retweet to the um the people to the people if i remember to do it um showing how some of that animation worked um i'd be interested that was really great and then like the other spider beings are great and they're Spider-Man done. Yeah. It's amazing. And she's getting a movie and I'm super pumped about it. Yes. Between that, I thought, um, I, I was skeptical. <laughs> I don't know. I was skeptical when I heard that Nicolas Cage was voicing, uh, Spider-Man noir, but I thought it, <laughs> I thought it worked really well. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Spider-Ham, John Mulaney, Spider-Ham. I left the movie warning more Spider-Ham, which means that they put the exact amount of Spider-Ham that needed to be in that movie without it. Spider-Ham? Yes. Yes. And they kept his origin story, which I didn't know, that the origin of Spider-Ham is Spider-Ham is a spider that got bit by a radioactive pig. (laughs) What? What? I love that. (laughs) What? (laughs) Spider-Ham. This this movie is great. I love everything about it. It's it's just a really fun time, a really heartfelt time at the movies. Um, it it tugs at the heartstrings, man. And I we weren't doing the podcast when Wonder Woman came out, but I always said that Wonder Woman is the origin story done really well. This <coughs> is like seventeen origin stories done so well. So I appreciate it. I yeah, I highly recommend this movie. This is probably my favorite animated movie of the year. Which, uh, wait, David, do you have anything else? No, you you um, no, you're good. You sure? Yeah, I je- like other than all I can say is please go see this movie. Also because I love supporting uh, minority characters in main roles. So please, and it's a genuinely good movie. Speaking of minority characters in main roles, uh, Silk will be in the Spider-Gwen movie, who is an Asian-American um, Spider-Woman. Also, did you know that um, the uh, Penny Parker, the um, Japanese-American... Um, mm-hmm. Right. That she was voiced by Soso from Orange is the New Black. I did not know that. Kimiko Lin, yeah. That was Soso. Interesting. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I don't. Just, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I just want to say go see it because I feel like if I talk about it more, I'm going to start going into spoilery talk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, please go see this movie. All right. So, I think it's time to start talking some top tens of the year or top fives of the years. Or do you want to do Riverdale? Uh, let's do Riverdale first, and then we'll end with our with our top of the years okay um in that case i'm gonna 
take off my headphones because I still haven't watched. So just okay. text me when you're done. Sounds good. Um, Maverick. Well, there goes our theory about who the Gargoyle King is. Yeah. Um, um, unless, and that's why I was saying unless they're going full screen. Unless it's two people, and by having him <laughs> on the outside... Oh, wait, way to spoil Scream for me, bro. Wait not to give me a spoiler warning for Scream. It's been out for like 20 years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon, man. Too soon. You don't know what they did last summer? Come on now. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Um, so, just a lot more. Can I re- we thought it kind of ended weird last week with Betty already bowing down to the Gargoyle King. I knew she was faking it. Yeah, that, I'm glad they resolved that that storyline. I really didn't like Ethel's storyline at all. I thought it was exhausting. It's, I'm glad they kind of cleaned that up so we can move on to more important things. Not that yeah. Ethel's not important. It's just that her storyline was annoying to me. And then... Yeah, and Archie's and Jughead are on the road again. They finally got that orange crap out of Archie's hair again. (laughs) Yes. And they make it up to Toledo and meet up with Jelly Bean uh, and Jughead's mother. That's the first time I believe she appears. And also Jelly Bean, his little sister, appears in the show to hide out. Maybe I'm remembering... Um, Jughead's mom from another show. It might be because I know she is a pretty big actress. Yeah. Um, and then Penny, God, she's annoying. Just shows yeah, up out of nowhere. Character that's just annoying. <laughs> like she just keeps showing up and she keeps failing. She has no legitimacy. Um, but Deli Bean keeps that thing on her. So <laughs> Does she make the blicky say yeehaw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She made that blicky go Huckleberry Finn. On <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, it, it, um, this little episode, everything's just getting more interesting. I still want to know who the Gargoyle King is. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm still interested. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm still interested, but there's... Something else I want to talk about before we jump into top fives. But anything else at Riverdale? I like this episode. I thought it was better than last week for sure. Yeah. And this is, I guess, the mid-season finale. So they're going to take a couple weeks off, I think. It's it was a good, good stopping point. Good, good mid-season finale, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to know more, but it's not such a cliffhanger that it's like, too bad. So. Yeah. <coughs> and... Aaron, you can hear him coughing. It's all good, and he's back. All right, so he's still coughing. We know. <laughs> Trust me, we know. I watch the DC crossover event on CW. Uh, this will be real quick. It was uh, the Elseworlds story. So Barry and Oliver, the Flash and Green Arrow, switched spots. So. The person that plays Barry was then having to be the arrow and having to be all mean and bad. And the person that plays uh, Green Arrow had to be the Flash and had to be all happy and running around real fast. <laughs> it was a nice little 
That's still a crossover. And then Supergirl showed up because she's from a different Earth. So she wasn't really around when any of this happened. But it was a nice crossover event. I think it would be like a good little... What's 40 plus 40 plus 40 is 120? Good little two-hour movie. Um, Just like a TV movie that's like good enough just to pass the time. Uh, So... And it doesn't really have to do with any of the continuity of the show. So if you just want, if you really want to watch some really cool DC stuff, watch the crossover events. They're normally better than the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, shall we get into top fives? Let's get it. Who? Okay. TVs, movies, games. What do we want to do first? Or top, <laughs> I won't say top five because I have top five, so I know not all of y'all have top five. I'm going to keep so. it real with y'all. I don't really watch TV that much. Like, Netflix, I've been slacking on the shows this year, so, like, I might not be much. Like, I can do movies and games, but TVs I probably won't be saying much in. I think oh, of dude. those three, we each kind of f- focus on one. Like, <laughs> i say Colby's big movies. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, David's probably with me in games. Yeah. I could probably do shows. <laughs> Aaron is... I'm going to improvise on all this. <laughs> that was the most enthusiastic yeah I've heard <laughs> in a long time. Um, <coughs> so what do y'all want to start with? Let's start with shows, movies, and then games. Cool. Who wants to go first? I have mine prepared. I guess I so. could. Let me, let me get out my memo. All right, cool. Go. I um, got threes because okay. I'm a maverick. I'm not doing five. I couldn't think of. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a particular order. I had Riverdale coming at three because of this season. Mm-hmm. Number two is Big Mouth. And number one being Westworld. Okay. That's solid. That's solid. I mean, Riverdale, it's definitely better than last season. Big Mouth was just a hit. Even better this season than it was last season. And then Westworld, my God. <laughs> That's West- one of the, my favorite shows right now. Westworld had some of my favorite moments in television this year, but the rest of the season <coughs> was so up and down for me. But there were some moments of this season of Westworld that I absolutely adored. Um, so I get that. Yeah. May I go next? Of course. All right, I have honorable mentions <laughs> before I get to my top five. Uh, we have Dragon Prince that came out on Netflix, a very animated show. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I'm really enjoying. The Christmas special just came out, and it's really good. Um, Daredevil, season three, the, my return to the um, Marvel television, very solid. Rest in peace, uh, Daredevil. And, rest in peace, Daredevil. And Queer Eye, um, I really love this year. Now, my top five in no particular <coughs> order. We've got Sharp Objects, the HBO miniseries. We have Maniac, um, the HBO miniseries. Haunting of Hill House, the... Or Maniac, the Netflix miniseries. Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix... I think it'll be a miniseries. I don't think we're going to get a season two of Haunting of Hill House. Atlanta season two and The Good Place season three is my top TV. Um, Sharp Objects is a really good, a really good story. Or Sharp Objects, Maniac, and Haunting of Hill House are re- all really good stories about like familial <coughs> trauma and trauma that's been passed down, all wrapped around 
a sharp objects, a mystery, and maniac, a lot of very sharp vignettes in, in Haunting of Hill House, a horror story. Um, Atlanta is just one of the most, and uh, Good Place are both just really funny shows with very creative people behind them. So that's my TV. I watched through. I only watched like, okay. a couple of TV shows. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I only watched a couple of TV shows this year <laughs> that came out this year, so they all made the list. Congrats. Uh, we have Nailed It, which I think came out this year. Uh, not the current season of Big Mouth, but I watched some Big Mouth, but it, it came out with a season this year, so congrats. You made the list. 3% season two. If you want a Hunger Games-esque dystopian show, I think I've talked about it on here before, but I highly recommend it. What was that? Uh, and season two was really, really good. 3%. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, what else? I watched a season and a half of American Horror Stories. Again, not the season that came out this year, but I have limited options, so congrats, you made the list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that might be it. Oh, I watched one episode of Queer Eye. Only, how can you watch just one episode of Queer Eye? (laughs) What? How can you only watch one episode of Queer Eye? I I have to watch, like, four at a time in a sitting. Well, it was, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. And Voltron, Voltron, Voltron. Which I'm in the middle of season eight right now. I forgot about Voltron. Story of its life. I'm not finished with it yet. Can we do an in-depth analysis on our next episode? You won't be here the next episode. Spoiler! But whenever, ooh, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, but by the time you get back, I will have watched um, the final season. So We can do it the next episode you're here. Okay, cool. Also, I don't know if you said a spoiler alert, but you cut out for a sec. I heard spoiler, so I'm happy that I cut out right then. Oh, I said spoiler alert, you're not going to be here. <laughs> Next oh, one. you didn't actually say a spoiler? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I- I'm so confused right now. It, it, just you and your cough. It's funny. Um, <laughs> like I was saying before I was interrupted. <laughs> Big Mouth was my favorite show of the year. I didn't think like I love I loved season one so much. I didn't think that season two could live up to my expectations. I was like, okay, I understand if it takes a dip in quality. It did not. <laughs> I enjoyed it just as much as the last season. <laughs> so props to uh Nick Kroll, um something Goldman. Um I think it actually <coughs> Andrew, Andrew Goldman. Or Goldberg, or something like that, um, who's also a producer on the show, who the character of Andrew is based off of, but John Mulaney voices, um, who produced the show. Um, I started watching The Last Chance You this year, and I thought that was great. I binged the heck out of that, um, and watched lots of Great British Bake Show. So, shouts out to that. Very good. All right. Let's talk movies. Uh, let's keep the same order, Mav. Pull it back up. I just have another three. Um, there's a lot of good movies, I think, out this year. 
I'm going to put Solo in the honorable mention, even though not many ones going to put it in the top. Um, Just like side uh, note, but I'm sorry, before you go on, can y'all, do y'all find it crazy? Like around this time last year, we were watching um, Last Jedi. Worth. Yeah. Oh, it came out yesterday. We watched it yesterday. Yeah. One year ago yesterday. One year ago, exactly yesterday. We were just babies on the pod, and we had a two-hour podcast on it. <laughs> and I had an exam the following day. We're dedicated, bro. Yeah. We aren't doing that again. I'm just I'm saying that now. We are not doing a two-hour Star Wars podcast again. <laughs> no. <That's> so fun. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um I mean, three movies I thought might be the best. Uh, number three, Sorry to Bother You. That was just a really creative hit. Touched on a lot of cool points. Number two, just because it's just so hype. It's Star is Born. It's just going to probably get a lot of Oscars. And number one, Avengers Infinity War. But, you, I mean, you can't. You got to think Black Panther 2. Um, there's just been a lot of good films, I think, this year. Yeah, just to remind you, Ready Player One came out in 2018. <laughs> That too. Um, yes, it did. <coughs> so for me, my honorable mentions: we got "Sorry to Bother You," um, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the um, the Mister Rogers doc, and "Black Klansman" for all honorable mentions for me. Oh, and uh, welcome to the honorable mentions. Oh, who am I kicking out? Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm sorry, I loved you, but you're you're getting kicked down to honorable mentions. My top. Five movies of the year. We got Black Panther, uh, Avengers Infinity War, Crazy Rich Asians, A Star <coughs> is Born, and Welcome to the Top 5, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is all with all realizing that I'm still going to see Mary Poppins and, Trans- and uh, Bumblebee and Aquaman later this year. I'm not sure if any of those will crack the top five, but Welcome to the fold um, into the Spider Verse. Lots of comic books, um, lots of laughs, and then there's a Star Is Born, but lots of laughs. <laughs> Aaron, all you. Okay, so I actually thought about this, and I saw six movies this year, so I can kick one out of the top five. Uh, so honorable mention to all the boys I loved before. Uh, yeah. Number five, we'll go... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's all he uh, says the entire movie. <laughs> what? Go on. I lost everyone for a second. I heard whoa, 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 and then... Oh, I said that's all I... And that's all he says the entire movie, is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Number five, Alex Strangelove. Fun, but, like, I don't know. He determines his sexuality in like an hour, which is not. Yeah, I heard people that life works. D- didn't quite like that movie for that reason. It was it was a fun movie. It was cute, but you don't figure out your sexuality in a day. Um, number four. Wait, I for, okay, I remember the movies. Number four. <laughs> um, we'll go. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go Mamma Mia. Fun movie, not a musical. It's a musical that happens to be, or it's a movie that happens to be a musical, and it should be the other way around. Fun movie, not a good musical. <coughs> Number three, 
I'm going to go Venmo. Uh, I don't usually see superhero <laughs> movies, but this one was very fun for me, and it gets extra points because I always think it's called Venmo. Number two, we'll go Ready Player One. I know Colby hated it, but I thought it was fun. And I like the music. Hated it. It's fine. Uh, and number one is obviously A Quiet Place. No, oh, crap. you stole Quiet it! Dang it! I was so excited that nobody <laughs> mentioned it. I was gonna be like, "Yes, I have one that's different from everybody else." That no question, that's year. the number one movie. <laughs> I was gonna go six movies I saw that is head and shoulders above the rest. I'm going number one, Avengers: Infinity War. Number two, A Quiet Place. Um, and number three, I really liked Incredibles two. And then I'll say number four is probably Black Panther. Number five. I didn't get to see um, Mission Impossible Fallout, but I'll just because it made me laugh my butt off. I'll put Deadpool too. I was kind of slacking on or Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> One, no, Deadpool too, not Once Upon a Deadpool. All <coughs> right, and games. I was not prepared for this, so Mav. Go first, please. I think I have a pretty strong number three games. One of them I haven't played. I just think it, it's just too good of a game from what I've seen on view to not be recognized. Three, I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Number two, I have God of War, the new God of War game. And then, spoiler alert, it's not. It's a no-brainer Red Dead Redemption 2, number one. Very good. Aaron, you want to go Short or sweet. do you want me to go? I can, um, or or Kobe. I think that I've, I think I I've can played two new together. video games in 2018, I can, and both of them were in the past week when I got my Switch. Okay, how about I go? Um, <laughs> how about I go? So, no, because you're going to have a good one, so you should go last. I can, uh, I can okay. do three real quick. <laughs> sure, go for it. All right, so we got, uh, for me, Jack and Daxter um, was a really fun return to a game I played as a kid. Um, we got a game that I didn't play, but I watched through Undertale. I don't know what took me so long. Um, but the story of Undertale is so great. Um, enough that I, it makes me want to try to play it myself. Um, and my unequivocal number one game of the year is, um, Spider-Man. A hundred percent it's Spider-Man. It was... Probably the second best Spider-Man story I've seen <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, just barely, though. Like, I, I really love what they... They nail Spider-Man so well in this game. Again, Dave Gonzalez um, on a Storm Spoilers podcast mentioned this. They have a suit. I mean, I also noticed this. But there has a suit in the game that just the only power it adds is it helps you quip more. Like, when you're fighting, you just tell more jokes. Yep. I love this game. That is, It's great. It is good. Aaron? Done. <coughs> okay. Um, I played three, game, three games that were released in 2018. I think one of them was released in 2018. Um, all three of them were in the past week. We're going to go number three, Fortnite. Number two, 
Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and number one, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which I've played, for, I've had for like two days, and it is fantastic. I highly recommend it if anyone's looking for a Switch game. Very fun. Very frustrating, but very fun. <clears throat> so it's, it's, um, it's, it was really tough for me because I feel like I've played <coughs> so many, like, good games this year. Uh, Black Ops 4 was not one of them. Just letting you know right now. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, (laughs) uh, So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and say that number five... Should I go from the top down or from the bottom up? Let me see. Five to one. Five to one. Okay. Uh, Let's see what I'll put at five. I'll put... I'll kind of go a different route. I'll put Dark Souls Remastered on number five, only because I like I, I'm one of those few people that are like a masochist, and I like Dark Souls and I like playing through it. Um, so I enjoyed playing through it and not wanting to gouge my eyes out because of the frame rates. Um, because uh, I don't know if y'all know anything about Dark Souls, but half of the quote unquote fun was battling with um, the 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 like five frames five frames per second. So when you got to certain areas. So I, I enjoyed that. Uh, number four, I'll go ahead and put, um, let's see. What do I want to put here? I'm trying to make sure I get my order right. I'll put Assassin's Creed Odyssey for number four. Uh, number three, I just started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, but it's already... I like it better than a couple, like most of the recent Assassin's Creed games. Even, um, what was the last one? Origins? Yeah. I like it better than Origins already. Number three, I'm going to put Spider-Man. And these top three are like by the skin of their teeth. Like, these, I loved genuinely all three of these games. Number three, I'm going to put Spider-Man. Just because it was so good. I, I powered through that game really quickly, like quicker than I care to admit. But look, can I say one more thing about Spider-Man just to add on? Of course. For me, it was the perfect length. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. It didn't make me grind any. It also didn't make me, like, spend 20 million hours getting all the collect- like the collectibles. It made them easy to find, but had enough of them to make you want to get them. Mm-hmm. Attainable. So. It, they were goals he had to work for, but were attainable. Go on, please. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted. No, that's fine. So, in a shock, in number two, I'm putting Red Dead Redemption Two. Gas. Gas. With headphone users. Yeah. So, number two, I'm putting Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, only because they're like it's a great game. I I love it. I love playing it. I just started <laughs> playing the online mode with my friends. Um. And we like lassoing each other into oblivion, and it's hilarious. Um, there are some parts of it, like there, there are some points where, like, its dedication to realism gets on my nerves, like to a point where it starts becoming um, what? What's the word I was trying to say? It's not annoying, but it is annoying. <laughs> That's not the word I was looking for, but it becomes annoying to me. Like it becomes a hassle. Um, with realism. And so with my number one game, it's God of War, which also won 
game of the year at the or game of the year at the gaming awards uh last week um that was genuinely the best game i played at least in the last two years if not just this year um beautiful animations beautiful sound design great story i thought personally it was just going to be a rehash of the last of us with having the father figure and then the child and just like going through and they're going to grow together. Oh man. But it was just completely different. I, it had me, it had me hook, line and sinker. Um, and just to have such a departure from how God of war usually is like God of war in its core of, in the core of its essence was like blood guts and sex was like all three of the original God of war games. That's all. That's what they were. Like you rip someone's eyes out you go bang somebody and then you do it again. Like, <laughs> well, like that's how it was. And then this one just shifted the, the, the schema or like the, the paradigm of, I see I'm using all my AP psychology words, uh, <laughs> flipped the paradigm from all of the, um, previous God of War games that it just was too much. It was, it was a lot. So God of War is my number one game. Bill Lord and Christopher Miller. <laughs> you sat on that for a minute, didn't you? No, I just saw it pop up on the internet. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, it's about time for us to... Um, so long, farewell to you, my friend. Wait, <laughs> they were supposed to direct Solo? What happened there, Mav, since you you're did, a Star Wars person? You didn't, see, you didn't know that they were supposed to direct Solo? Yeah, you didn't realize that? I didn't realize that I I realized that they were going to, but I didn't realize like who they were. Oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, the word behind the street, word on the street was that they were kind of too improv-y with the script, and it was too like slapstick humor that seemed just kind of out of place, and with the tone, with the overall tone, and so they kind of scrapped that really quick. I want my Phil Lord Christopher Miller solo movie. I would have loved that so much more. Okay, I need to go. Okay, we need to go. It's it's time for us to go. I'll yell about this another day. <laughs> like, if you remember from Solo, there's the one scene when they're trying to escape out of, uh, like, the vortex going through. Um, why am I? Oh, God, I'm terrible. Uh, doing it in 12 parsecs where mm-hmm. he's like, my one friend did this one time and then he died. Like, I'm pretty sure that was like one of the Lord uh, Miller, like lines that stayed in the movie, like that kind of humor. I want more of that. Okay. Okay. I, we, we, there, knock that off on your never made varsity bingo card. Colby and Maverick disagree about solo. (laughs) 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 Yes. All right. It's time for us to go. So if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com. So it's never made varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your fairy day trial, go to audibletrial.com. So it's Pod. Hello to whoever entered whoever's room. Just open the door. Um, thank you to David Cutter for the music. We'll see you next week without Aaron. Oh, miss y'all. Bum, 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 bum. Bum. Bum.